Welcome to episode 21 of our continuing Avatar The Last Airbender Fate campaign, Bridge Between Two Worlds. In this episode, Kill the Avatar Part 1, our group makes its way to the tower. If I recall correctly last time, you had agreed to go east to uh, the clock tower. Yeah, to see the timekeeper, he's a spirit who looks like a rodent. Yes. Um, as opposed to the library keeper that looks like an owl. Do we know that? Because that sounds way cooler. <laughs> uh, that's actually in the anime, both uh, series, in fact. Oh, okay. It, it, it is a lot cooler because, you know, the clock tower I actually made up, but I'm trying to tie in those projects that everybody worked in together. The Aram Nomad was there and is gone because that's their aspect as a people here and gone. Ah, okay. Um, that's where he went, you were told, and, and Nevo, the investigator that's been assigned with you, uh, wants to confront the guy and see exactly what kind of threat, because this is the guy behind the attacks on your village. You feel as though you have dealt very thoroughly with uh, Scarface. Yes. Just cannot catch a break. I feel that very much. Against <laughs> you guys. It's been rough. Uh, and you have you know, your spirit allies as well. You have the uh, rainbow fish, uh, the river guardian spirit that has agreed to never harm uh, Vilos and company, specifically. No matter how tasty he is. Mm -hmm. And you have uh, Narataki. Yeah. The uh, spirit that either looks like a demonic creeper shadow um, or like a female samurai with the seal, the Buddhist paper uh, covering the face. Nothing creepy about that. Who nah. is encouraging you to kill the Avatar. And the two of you, while agreements were kind of hinted at back and forth, the actual oath is... You are now fate-bound to one another. Yes. So much funds. So you guys are going to have to figure out half how to get to the clock tower. Uh, you can walk. You can, you know, take a slow seal ride. A seal ride? Camel seal. Is it on land or is that in the water? Sand. Okay. As a matter of fact, the camel seal is the preferred... Uh, mount for traveling through the desert. Are they furry? <laughs> Asking the important they questions. Are, actually. Uh, fat and furry, one might say. Do they, have, do they have humps? Yep. What do they look like? I'm, I'm curious. Describe a <laughs> camel seal. So a camel seal... They're kind of soft. <laughs> you can wrap them around your neck. <laughs> looks very much... Uh, actually, looks very similar to a walrus. Uh, um, it does without the tusks. It's got the, you know, the big mouth, uh, the nose, the whiskers, uh, a long, uh, flat uh, tail. And okay. the front legs are actual flippers. Uh, it does have a large hump that uh, heals in water. Um, it spits. You spit it quite, quite the distance, if need be. Yeah. The fur is very thick uh, on top, particularly around the hump area. 
most people prefer the uh, one-humped uh, camel seals as opposed to the two-humped camel seals. Why is that? usually have smaller humps, and uh, since they're usually used for you know, riding, uh, the two humps just aren't very comfortable. There's just nowhere you can really sit and be okay. And saddling something with two humps, at least of this size, is difficult. <laughs> they are about the size of a pony, as opposed to a small horse or an actual camel, which is much larger. Okay. But we're the size of a small person, so... I'm the size of two small people. Works out. <laughs> yes, you are, gang. You're almost an adult, gang. She is almost an adult. <laughs> Why, thank you. I you mean, guys, what do you mean almost? It, it, <laughs> you guys probably can't afford a uh, vehicle of transportation, um, and there are no public transportations that go into the desert. Well, is, is Nevo going? He is. What's he think we should do? He would be more than happy to take a squad car, except he doesn't think he'd be able to get it. Plus, he'd be pretty useless as the vehicles, like so many other things, are powered by bending. And they don't like him very much on the council. Uh, he's more popular with the people and doesn't really a protocol fashion. He's not a lawbreaker. You know, he doesn't go around the book, but he certainly doesn't go by the book. So if what he's someone... What kind of... Bending power is it? Uh, you've got different uh, modes, just like the uh, firearms and other things. You've got some that uh, you can water bend to make the wheels go. You've got some that you can fire bend for combustion engines. Uh, you've got the big sailing cars that you can use air bending or sand bending for. Okay. I mean, as far as earth bending goes, though, not that you have an earth bender, but generally earth benders can just you know move themselves. <laughs> So if he's someone of the people, what if he could ask someone, like, some of his network to see what, what uh, let's say, smugglers or traders would normally use and recommend a certain path? Because I still do have that arm wrestling money that's burning a hole in my not-sash, but I'm assuming a pocket of some sort. Nice. I think a All seal right. sounds fine. Well... I'll tell you what, go ahead and try and persuade him to... <laughs> oh, this ought to be great. <laughs> Persuasion falls under a lore it, unless you're trying to trick or intimidate him into doing this. <laughs> no. <sighs> you know what, it would be in, in character if he just does it with the lore, so let's, let's do that. Okay. Wait, if I... You know what, no, I'll do it. Yes. Big fat goose egg. <laughs> nice. The biggest. Okay, the biggest so not a negative. You know, he, he would recommend, if you guys can afford it, uh, either taking the camel seals to ride or uh, getting a sand sled with a couple of them that could carry the four of you. Probably knows some people that could uh, donate a vehicle, but it would be very used and in questionable condition. Okay. I.e., someone would give it to them that knows they're probably not going to get it back. And so it would have to be someone that doesn't care so much about the state of the vehicle anyway. What about a, what about a sled then so we can, I guess, all hang out? Okay. That sounds cool. Okay. So a sled will be uh, 500 yubbins. Oh, okay. You will get uh, 400 back if you... Bring back, you know, the sled and both of the, well, three 
in this case, all three of the camel seals. How much? How much do I have? <laughs> well, there is a skill for that. Yes, there is. Uh, your resources, uh. Uh, specifically, so you can roll to purchase with, or you can roll with uh, Lord to try and get a discount. Where is resource defense? Sorry, I'm looking through. There's another status. One. I think I need a whole separate chart. Aside from the regular one. Artistry. Yeah. That does actually make sense. Artistry. Yep. So that's also, you know, your trade. Negative one. The art of the deal. Negative one. Okay. So if you purchase that alone, you would take a six stress hit in resources. Perhaps someone might want to assist you. Hey, you guys got any money? Well, let's see. Uh... Well, let's see. Yes. Let's pull our money together. So what are we, what is uh, resources? Lint, a piece uh, of paper. You can roll status. You can roll artistry. You can also roll, if you want to be dishonest about it, uh, banditry. I'll roll, yeah, status, I guess. Okay, guys, watch out. I, I, I got this. I got this. One. I so the good news is if you pull your resource together, only one of you is going to take a four stress hit on your resource. Okay, I also have that well-funded aspect, too. So how much would that accommodate for? Uh, invoking an aspect gives you a plus two, so you would take a, or someone, would take a two stress hit on your resource. Which reminds me, I forgot to do the intro stuff. All your stress clears out. Did anybody have any consequences that I'm not aware of? No. Okay. So we're all good there. I'll take the hit. What if we split the damage? Is that possible? Um, everybody that participates can split, but it only reduces by one. So overall you take. So, for example, instead of one person taking a two stress hit, everybody would take one. Or okay. instead of a four stress hit, everybody would take three. Okay, cool. I'm fine with taking this. All right, I'll... This is my money. All righty. Did anybody want to change their gear aspect before we get into this? Um, let me see. I'm good. I still have my small Zen Garden rake. That's the only gear I've ever had. What about you going... Ah, Don, are you going for your boomerang or your sash or your... Um... Was it this knuckle thing? Oh, the knuckle thing. Oh, you know what? I'm... Hmm... You know what? Yeah, let's use the Stonebreaker glove this time, because nothing is more useful than, than a Stonebreaker glove in the middle of a desert. <laughs> this is gang logic here, right right, right here. Gang logic <laughs> is usually pretty good, so I'm not going to fault it. Gang log- logic is the best logic. Oh, wow. And for that, I slap my butt in honor of you. Yes, <laughs> an honorable butt slapping. So, you guys purchase yourselves... Three camel seals. Who, pray we tell, will be driving the sled? Uh, I'm really good with animals. Uh, If you guys Uh don't mind, I can try to drive it. And I'll punch them if they get out of line. There you go. They don't know that. Uh, I love that plan. Let's do it. Uh, What do I roll? I'm assuming I'm good with them. Alrighty, good deal. You roll an instinct check for navigation. And everybody else can roll instinct, knowledge, or luck. A four. I will roll for the NPC. Oh, Does he get sand sick? No, he sleeps the whole time. Three. Four. <laughs> Take nice that sand. Time. You can't stop me. Look at us oh, go. I, I, I rolled instinct, by the way. Same here. Deal. 
We all rolled instinct, apparently. We instinctively right. chose it. Yeah. We're, we're all telling you where to go. <laughs> so, the three of you travel on your sled headed east towards what you hope is the giant clock tower. The sand, I'm sorry, the uh, camel seals seem quite eager and pleased to follow directions from you. Yes, onward stage going. Uh, a nice breeze. Uh, in the desert heat as you go through. The distance you can see uh, in the sky, balloon. Balloon? Some s- balloon. 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 Or blimp or something in the distance. Or dirigible. And even Guys, further look at the, the distance thing. you can see what you assume is a clock tower. Have we ever seen a balloon before? It's like a really solid cloud. Is it colorful? Um, they had some small ones at the carnival. Okay. The festival that you had for the first session. And you know that uh, hot air balloons, blimps, are very uncommon, but not unheard of. Okay. Must be sarcastic. <laughs> wow, look at the size of that balloon. I didn't know they came that big. Is it a Mr. Peanut? I bet I could punch something to win it. Probably. Dang, you don't have to punch everything. I could kick, you mean? Or headbutt. Yeah, we could do. I could. I could do this headbutt thing. So, as you yes. continue to head in this direction and notice that the balloon is going the same direction, you guys see off in the distance because of your excellent instincts. There's a sandstorm brewing to the northeast of you and seems to be headed in your direction. Oh, I love that song. That's not good. Huh? Sorry. The, the seeing the sandstorm near us is not good. Oh. Wait, can we avoid the sandstorm with my excellent driving skills? You can. You can, well, at least attempt to. You could go south and, you know, southeast trying to avoid it. It will take some time. Definitely get there before you do. Okay. But you could probably manage it. Man, where's an airbender when we need one? No, the last one we had was not very nice. Yeah, that's true. Kept putting sand in my sash. Maybe he made this. Probably. Oh, he better not. That better not be him. (laughs) <laughs> Did we roll anything or we're good? Are you choosing to avoid it? Choosing to avoid it. Okay, good deal. Go ahead and take a fate point. Yes. As you take the long way around to avoid the sandstorm. Because we're not in a race with anyone there, obviously. No one else knows about this place, really. Yeah, you better go. You notice that as you curve down and you know get past it, the sandstorm kind of adjusts course and kind of comes back around towards you. Oh, But it is moving at a very slow pace compared to the speed you were able to get out of the camel seals. And you are fairly confident that you will be able to get to before the sandstorm catches up to you. Because you're taking the very long way around. (laughs) You, uh, uh, as anybody, you're going to have to, uh, sleep, which should be fine, the, as long as somebody stays awake and shifts to keep the, the, uh, camel seals going. Yes. I can take a shift to driving. Okay. Never driven one of these before, it looks fun. It's all on the wrist. Well, since you are, uh, teaching them, Vilos, go ahead and roll a knowledge check. Uh-huh. Teach? He doesn't need to teach me. I can do this by my own. Hey, I got a three. Oh, fine. <laughs> Nicely done. So, uh, we have a four, actually. a driving Sorry. aspect. It's all in the wrist. 
on the scene. Yeah, boy. With that pending, we're going to assume that nobody crashes on accident, but I would like a, a sense check just to see if you guys notice anything while you're taking shifts. Notice anything? Why would we notice what anything? Is, what? There's nothing to notice. That's crazy. I rolled a minus four on sense check. Yeah. I wow. might be hallucinating. Oh, no. I got a two. <laughs> I got four. He sounds I so sad. I sense how great I am. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, you guys will make it to the tower all right. During the night, um, the gang will actually notice that uh, the moon is a near full moon. Uh, looks like it just got one more night to go to. And it has kind of a, uh, a red tint along the edges of it. That's nothing good. More importantly to Gang, who is interested in uh, not getting sand in his sash, who will notice that there definitely seems to be some sort of center mass in this storm. To see what happens, he adjusts course a bit back and forth with the um, camel seals and notices that the storm does adjust as well. So it's not just coincidentally following them, it is deliberately following all of you. If I throw a boomerang at it, would it actually... Would there? Could I throw it far enough to potentially hit this thing? I mean, you can certainly try. Hmm. Even though it's have, not in my uh, sphere. Unless you have a special ability, that would be a weapons check. And yes, you can use gear that you don't have. It just doesn't have the aspect to invoke for free. Okay. You know what? Yes, I'm going to see. This boomerang will be like a long-distance punch. Let's see. (laughs) (laughs) Well, of course, the first shot's going to be, you know, just to test the waters here. So one, one is just me holding everything back. Gotcha. So you throw it, and it does come back to you. And uh, while you are able to get a little bit of distance on it, it is not quite able to uh, travel the uh, three-quarters of a mile distance that separates you from the edge of the storm. <laughs> nice. Damn it, why don't you come closer, stupid storm? No, I mean, I'm asleep. Never mind. Good. You are more than welcome to stop and let the storm catch up to you so you can deal with it. Where are you no, going to No, I want to deal with Philo's whining. God. Nice. But then you get punched in the storm. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, this, is like, this is like a little Vilos and a little Tikovic on each side of my shoulder. <laughs> just like, hmm. No, I'll keep going. All right. Nice. Vilos is able to keep things going, keeps uh, watch out, make sure that you know, everything stays on course, that you're not getting lost among the sand dunes. Unfortunately, the tower is high enough. It's fairly easy to see. And now it has a balloon landed on it, so that's helpful. Tikvik, you know, just kind of being worried that, you know, doesn't want to mess anything up, spends all his time concentrating on the camel. It's like the first few Uh, months when you're driving where all your focus is just on keeping the car in between the lines. There you go. That's what I'm doing does not seem to notice anything else going on. Oh, dear. Um, The good news is that uh, our companion has 
you know, slept through this entire affair. Nevo has even stopped snoring. They're allowed snore this afternoon, but he's finally gotten calm and quiet, and you're able to completely focus on driving without uh, any sort of distractions. Nice. Nobody falls off, so that's always good. And we awaken in the morning as you're getting closer and seem to have made some distance on the sandstorm. It's now a little over a mile behind you. And looking forward, you can see that probably right around uh, 11.30, 12 o'clock, uh, so almost high noon, uh, is when you're going to arrive at the clock tower at this pace. Does anybody want to try and do something before you arrive there? I'll meditate. Okay. I'm, I'm going to pretend I'm punching the, the sandstorm like I wanted to. I'm going to stand up in the in the uh, middle of the sled like I'm surfing. <laughs> nice. Okay. So I want. Oh, let's see here. And you know, not holding on, I got my like my hands out, and I'm just standing. You know. Okay. Uh, give me a flexibility check. I want Vilos to give me a, a Zen check. Mm-hmm. And. <laughs> I'm going to say uh, physique check for gang. I got a six. I got a four. I got two. <laughs> this is the worst day yet. As you eyed the sandstorm. Okay, so attempting to punch the sandstorm is just not nearly as satisfying as actually doing it. <sighs> Tickfic is actually able to create an aspect with a free invoke of... Um, <laughs> A sand sled surfing and uh, Vilos, you actually succeed with style, so you create an aspect with two free invokes. Well meditated. Yeah, I am. You better be. I could get to hit that stupid sandstorm. <laughs> Sweet. Look at me, aren't I awesome? <sighs> Arriving at of the clock tower. Uh, you can actually see several little uh, docks. There are several sand sleds, you know, full uh, sail, uh, just kind of parked all around. But they are very weather-worn, deteriorated. The sails are torn, or there's, you know, everything looks like it's in kind of a state of ruin or decay, like that nobody's visited here in a long time. There are a couple of empty docks if you want to pull up to one. Totally do it. Okay. Where's that sandstorm at? to a dock. Uh, it's still uh, about a mile behind you, just kind of creeping towards you. Hmm. And that, that's kind of you know, the edge of the sandstorm, so you're not even really feeling the, you know, much of a breeze from it at this point. See, you know, as you park, there are uh, ropes that are very worn but appear very well made and still usable to tie off your sled, posts to secure your stew. And there is, in surprisingly good condition, a brass bell there to alert the dock master, you know, during normal conditions. Arrived. Hmm. Oh, can I ring the bell? Can I ring the bell? <laughs> yeah, go ahead and ring the bell. Yeah, it's all I ran over and ring the bell very energetically. Back and forth, clank, okay. clank, 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 clank. Go ahead and physique check, and the rest of you give me an endurance check. 
Okay. Two. Five. Four. Okay, you guys are fine. You know it's coming. You cover your ears. He starts banging this bell pretty loudly. You don't take any damage. Loud bells. But uh, as it rings, you see, kind of stepping out of the interior gate, the clock tower, a hooded, looks to be about your height. Oh. um, But the face is completely obscure. The head seems to be larger, fortunately, to the rest of the body. And you notice the uh, flick of a tail as this figure approaches. Nice. Oh, that's the, uh... Some flick of a tail, I mean, it's the rat-type guy. I didn't get his name. Uh, hello! Hello? Hey! Approach. No response. Just keeps approaching. He heard the bell. Okay. I guess we wait and see what he does. He keeps approaching. <sighs> He's taking very small steps, and it's taking a very long time. Just Anybody got a cards or dice or sandstorm the punch or what if we just go up and meet him halfway sandstorm is still approaching i'm gonna walk towards him Ooh, ooh, you see that okay you start walking towards him uh he sees you and kind of opens up the folds of his robes where he's had his arms crossed and you can see just kind of uh thick white gloves fingers probably too long for humans and as he pulls back the hood you see very large ears that are kind of curled up uh, on themselves very uh, rodent pronounced uh, face Uh, very ratty or uh, mousy yeah stares up at you blinking eyes Uh, I guess more eye level because you guys are kids Uh, might be a little bit up for a gang but he's about your height say anything is Tikovic going to adopt him next? <laughs> I don't think Catamander is like rats. Oh, you think he has some cheese? You could ask. Hey, do you have, do you have any cheese? H- Hello, timekeeper. Uh, Greetings. Yes, I am Keeper here at the Great Hickory Clock Tower. <laughs> well done. a joke that... Tracy got old old nursery rhyme. Okay, I didn't get it. Dang it! Pickery so This yeah. Let's say my name is Pickery. Have now docked yourselves at the Pickery Pickery Dock. Uh huh. Would you like to go up the? <sighs> yeah, that sounds yeah, fun. Be great. Yeah, maybe I could jump on that sandstorm from up there. <laughs> What's up there? And the mouse spirit turns and just very slowly starts walking. Do we know it's a spirit? You assume it's not human, and you were told that yes. there was a rodent spirit here. Oh, okay. But, you know, again, you're free to make assumptions if you wish. I'll try to be respectful. It continues very slowly to walk. I'll follow. As okay. will I. Hmm. All right. If I keep going up, maybe I can jump on the sandstorm and ride it. Yeah. Hmm. I just want to keep thinking right. this as we go up. It's about uh, 15 minutes, and you finally get inside the tower. And this guy acts like he's got all the time in the world. A very good observation. But what do I need to hit? Inside, it still looks run down. It looks like a uh, steampunk clockwork tower inside. Although everything's kind of, you know, grimy, dirty, dusty. 
nothing's been well polished or oiled or anything, but everything still moves with some grinding of cogs and wheels. And you actually notice a, a uh, platform that it looks like a makeshift elevator. You know, it's got no walls uh, and is just tied with four ropes up, no ceiling either. Um, it is slowly coming down. Uh, almost seems to be matching pace with uh, the speed he's walking uh, so that by the time he gets there, it will have landed on the ground. How long does it take to get all the way up there? Oh, I would say two or three years at the most. What? We don't have two or three years? You are welcome to take the stairs if you prefer. Ugh, okay. Have you ever had a a, uh, a movable sandstorm come by and then just come down from up there? And you kind of want to punch it, but like maybe you could punch it from as it goes down there. Um, and then you 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 just want to hit something because you've been waiting so long for it, but it's it's just constantly in your mind, and you just have to hit it. But it's just coming slowly, and it, it, I mean, what what are the chances? I wouldn't recommend punching Nigel, particularly when he's hungry. But you Nigel? are more than welcome to attempt it. Oh yes, Nigel, the spirit of the sandstorm. There's spirit of everything. Ah, I think so. You are wise for one your age. Well, thank you. Do you know that little ghost child in the tower uh, that we were like with a bunch of benders? You would have to be more specific. Is the tower with the guy shaped hole? The what's the name of the tower in that bit that city? Well, I believe this tower actually has a guy shaped hole in it. Oh, it happened yet? Never mind. Uh, <laughs> shall we ascend, or will you be taking the stairs? I guess we take the stairs. The lifty thing. The yeah, lift is going to take us forever, anyway. isn't it? It's a lot of stairs. <laughs> I mean, so as you're getting on the elevator, you guys finally occurs to you to look around and notice that the uh, adult you brought with you is still sleeping on the sled. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Hold on. We gotta, we gotta go get a, a friend. And Vilos, you hear a whisper in your ear uh-huh. from your friendly neighborhood spirit, and she says, you know, I, I could get us up there much faster. Be quiet. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go get our guy. Okay. You start to step off the platform and start heading up there, and uh, the mouse spirit says, "I would. I will. You. The lift doesn't stay here long." And you notice that it already has, like, just slowly started to rise about an inch above the floor and is already working its way up. It's okay. I'm gonna run. Okay. Bye, Los. Case. Yeah. Split the party, split the party. Yeah, this is still going to be a feat of strength, so go ahead and give me a physique check. Physique? I don't know if I have that. I'm very endurancey. I'm not very physique Mm-hmm. Zero. <laughs> All right. You start running. You get to the gateway. Notice now it's about a foot, and just doing math, you're not going to make it. I can take the Even stairs. If you still want to go and try, you're going to try and take the stairs? Yeah. Okay. 
Uh, you resolve to take the stairs, even though you haven't seen any stairs yet, and continue <laughs> running outside towards the guy. Yes. Uh, is everybody else on the platform? Yep. I'm actually wondering if there's a way I could use my bending skill to make the lift move even faster. You actually notice that you know the ropes are you know pulling up. That's a straight up shot. Possible for you to use fire bending to rocket yourself up higher, or to create a similar effect to a hot air balloon at a blanket or a cape or something to raise yourself up. But just me. But just me, right? Not not the whole lift. Um, it's a fairly small lift. The rocketing option would possibly move the lift as well. Okay. Uh, yeah, you know what? I'm but it would. Tr- what? But it would. You know, it would be a slack rope, so that when you stopped rocketing, you'd have to get off very quickly because it'll drop back down. <laughs> that was good enough to me. Let's do it. All righty. <laughs> Give me a firebending check, which I believe is willpower. All right. How much extra are you adding on to this, as far as stress goes? Oh, let, let's do let's let's go halfway. I'll, I'll do two. All right, go ahead and take a two stress hit on any of your tracks that you wish. Okay. Add plus two to your willpower check. Hey, where did I put? Oh, actually, Joshua, I get an eight on my meditation. I don't know if that gives me anything. Um, you'd have to get a nine to get a third invoke on. Okay, it. cool. Five and ah, uh, four, four. Yikes! That's with your plus two, two, huh? Yeah. Fate points. I can do it. Well, uh, well you rocket you know it up off. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Actually, actually, uh, Taylor made a good point. I'm going to use a fate point. Just to add a plus two to it, because I want to. I'm still ticked off that I can't hit the sad storm, because now I know it's a spirit. So I'm just gonna vent it all out. Okay. Now, which aspect are you tapping for that? Oh, let's see. Um. Oh, let's see. Um. Aspect. Um. Okay. Let. Um. How about the the gloves? I guess. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is that your gear aspect right now? Y- yes. That works great, then. Uh, six uh, rockets you up very quickly and smoothly, so nobody has to make a balance check that's on it. Um, I'm surfing in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> Doing a lot of surfing today. It's fun. So you start rocketing up, and the uh, clock mouse starts um, just rattling off floors as you go up. First floor... Repairs, second floor gears, third floor timetables, fourth floor, and so on and so forth. Uh, you get to the top, top floor, time for everybody to be out. My three years does pass by quickly and slowly steps off. You have that brief, like, second. As I'm going to step off. Rocketing stops. Treat us, stupid spirit. Oh, I feel better. Okay. <laughs> and the platform wow. <laughs> falls down. Oh, wait, what? Oh, um. <laughs> that was cool, Violet. Or, uh, gang. That was really cool. How's Violet's gonna get up here? Oh, yeah, he's and, still down uh, there. Oh, wait. And? 
The spirit says, uh, this way, please. Uh, your companion is waiting for you at the central spirit chamber and indicates a large or it is a very unnecessarily or it's made of many tiny gears that are fit in place and moving uh, that don't seem to be actually accomplish anything except that because they're together and moving the exact way they are they are the shape of a door that slowly opens nice weird yeah I guess that's cool this is the coolest you going inside or are you waiting or what are you doing I'm going inside yeah, sure. Okay. So you guys step into the uh, spirit chamber. The door closes. And see the airbender already um, floating in uh, meditation pose there at the center. The floor looks like a very large uh, sundial, except the uh, middle triangle portion that casts the shadow is nowhere to be seen. There are... Several windows. In fact, I'd say more arch window spaces. There's no glass, and you can see the sandstorm getting closer, basically in every direction. Oh, there are uh, 24 of these windows all circled around you, different for each one. In fact, half of them, a little more than half of them, actually, look like you know you're looking at the same desert at you know during nighttime hours. Uh, just kind of various stages of brightness of the day um, circled around you. Can we see Vilos at one of them? Uh, you are coming out you know, near the center. You'd have to go up to one and look straight down and try and figure out exactly which one that would be. Is that the same airbender okay, that tried to kill you guys? The airbender. Speaking of Vilos, we'll go ahead and zoom back down. Vilos, you go to check on Nico. Yes. He is still laying there on the sled. You see the storm kind of coming in the distance. You wake him up. Hey, you got to wake up. Okay. You uh, shake, shake. talk to him, you poke him, you shake him. He does not appear to be waking up. Um, I'm going to do what gang does. I'm going to wake him up. <laughs> hey, roll a fatigue I taught check. You, I taught you well. Yeah, uh, negative one. I don't think you did. I didn't listen very well. It's... I mean, you shake him, snapping sound. What? And he continues to not wake up. Is he alive? <laughs> Just a sign of work. You shake him. Uh-huh. He is not breathing. He does not appear to be alive. What? He's dead. You killed him. No, no. I'm going to wake him up. Uh, how do I okay, fix him? continue trying to wake him up. It doesn't seem to work. What? Thank you for listening to our Avatar The Last Airbender Fate Actual Play campaign, Bridge Between Two Worlds. If you like this, you can check out our other stories at burneverythinggaming.podbean.com or our website, just burneverythinggaming.com. We have stories in Star Trek, Dresden Files, Fantasy Adventures, Jewel Heist. There's, there's a bunch of, we, we got lots of things. Just listen to them. Let us know also what you think. You can do that through our Facebook, also our website, the Twitter, iTunes reviews, whatever it is. Just let us know all the good things, bad things, whatever you like. Just let us know. Keep on enjoying. <laughs>